Activated. So what's up this week? What's going on? Oh, man. Uh, a lot. I had Any a crazy adventures week. Adventures in your sex life? In my sex life, no, not no, well. No I this di- week. No, I mean, I had I had really good sex this week, mm-hmm. but it's like not like an adventure, right? And it's not like one that I can talk about necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just like cause the person that it is and things like that. So, but I had really great sex. It was awesome. I had a wonderful time. Great. Uh, more has been going on in my whole like gender life and. Oh. Uh, I guess that's all kind of tied to my sex life also, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. How about you? Anything crazy going on sex wise? Um, just that I'm having consistent sex. That's great. And, um, I'm not, uh, being paralyzed by topping. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You're finally feeling like comfortable. Just like getting into it or? I mean, more and more comfortable but it's like it's nice like uh i just feel like i get more comfortable every time and open to more things each time i have sex with this new person hell yeah has that like freed up like emotional energy in other parts of your life at all or like because i know for me when i worry about a thing or there's a thing that i kind of want to do but brings me anxiety mm-hmm. and like have i have that paralyzing kind of like feeling that you were talking about Mm -hmm. when I finally start to work away at that or I finally start to like get over that in some way it frees up not just energy and like that kind of like act in but also in the rest of my life I feel like a little bit lighter yeah just lighter I think that's well it's like when when you have you get laid right and you come into work the next morning and people are like okay all right I see you're stepping a little whistling the Andy Griffith theme song (laughs) Right, and but I, so I think that's very much like uh, part of that. Like, there's part of what's great about having sex isn't just like you feeling good, but also you know making someone else feel good, feeling competent and accomplished, and you know what you achieved. Whatever. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, it's like there's a different kind of skip in your step if you just got fucked or whatever, versus if you fucked someone. You know, preferably both. Then you got all the skips and steps. So yeah, it's nice. To, I don't know. I've just had so much anxiety, and a lot of it is just finally dissipating away. Aww. Yeah, so that's nice. I mean, I definitely understand that. I think I'm just a little bit further along in that process, right? Sure. So like, yeah, you've been it, sex positive forever. Yeah, but no, but I'm talking recently though, just because. Uh, like when I first started like transitioning and like hormonally transitioning as well, like mm-hmm. there was a whole process of like getting somebody to recognize me and sleep with me in the way that I see myself. So in a more feminine way, right? Because yeah. like a lot of for a while, it really once I started growing boobs is when this changed, I noticed. But for a while, like people would just jump like straight in to try and like jerk me off or like suck my dick like a dude. And it's yeah. like. Look, first off, I don't really like blowjobs that much. Like, you're not going to make me come from it. So this is more of a you thing. But secondly, it's like, I would rather just, like, if you were fucking a girl, you wouldn't jump straight into, like, finger fucking and, like, going down on her. Like, within the first, you know. I mean, yeah, but I'm talking, like, we've just got our clothes off. And so it's just like, it's like, okay, let's give it a minute and, like, Uh warm up into this. So, like. 
but that used to cause me a lot of like of that what that paralyzing anxiety where I would be good and attentive as like a partner, but at the same time, I was so worried about what they were doing to me and how right. that read in my head, right? And like what Getting I so sh- tangled up in the gendered nature yeah. of it, yeah. And it wasn't until well, that's part of what's like what's nice about being with someone who's like a similar gender yeah. thing that you are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that I like realized about like hooking up with other trans girls is that it's like, you're, there's no worry about where you're at. It's right. like, we're right there together. Like right. we've got a similar idea about what the fuck's going on. Right. And like, um, that's like why I mostly sleep with women and like the men. Cause it's always like a little weird. Cause there's just that underlying home of like internalized homophobia of just like, well, you know, I don't, some guys like, don't want to be too gay right Mm -hmm. those are people i would never go on dates with Mm -hmm. but even then there's still that idea i feel like with a lot of people and like that's an idea that i don't want to have to think about or worry about when i'm on a date right you like whether or not they're gonna see you or treat you uh, whether or not they're evaluating how much manliness i have right Um, mm -hmm. so like when but that comes up for me in that situation where you're like i'm becoming more comfortable topping Right. And whatever your anxiety is wrapped up in it. For me, when they're fucking me, like, I'm worried about, like, if I'm bottoming, like, how femininely I'm bottoming. or right. ha- And, like, am I just, like, uh, do I look just like a dude from behind that you're fucking? Do you, are you thinking of me as a woman while you're fucking me? For, like, how is this? Right. I know. Is that, yeah. But that doesn't happen as much with women and definitely, like, not with, like, trans people. I and, and like I almost don't even want to like think too much about it because I've done a pretty good job of just holding myself as a bottom in this like feminine space of, you know what I think I think it's hot the way what no keep going <laughs> okay and that's it's hot the way I'm I get fucked but I have started thinking about it especially okay so you know dating a trans boy having sex with a trans boy I totally like am this thing where. Yeah, we don't have to worry about the gendered nature of it because we see each other, and so we're not going to think about it in these gendered ways. We're just we're going to fuck each other the ways that feel good, right? And so, and and because I like, I think because I haven't identified like as like I'm transgender, the way that you two have, for instance, um, you know, you have that whole thing of like, um, what am I trying to say? yeah, but you're still identifying outside of like the gender binary. Yeah, and I think, but I think, oh, is that, what I'm trying to say is, it's like it's not as cl- it hasn't been as clear in my mind of worrying about like, uh, am I being seen as a woman right now? Am I being seen mm-hmm. as a man right mm-hmm. now? But I think that I've because of that, it's maybe been a little bit more confusing for me when I do have these things, like I said, where I get paralyzed sexually, or where I, there are certain activities I've never really liked the way that other vagina people seem to, et cetera. Yeah. And so it's making me be like, okay, has has all or most or some of that this whole time just been gender dysphoria stuff that I wasn't really quite putting my finger on, because a lot of it is has just sort of evaporated. Mm-hmm. being with a trans boy and it's like well yeah i mean it's one of those things that like once you realize it ha- it ha- it's happened mm-hmm. and you like it's something so ah, fuck i'm high shit so it's hard <laughs> to say um shit now i'm really off oh so like uh you were saying that shit 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 now that i'm thinking about, about it more now. dysphoria and sex oh and- yeah and once you like kind of like started like realizing this whole gender journey thing it mm-hmm. cleared up a lot of these other feelings that were you realize were now dysphoric right right okay yeah 
fuck this is where my head was going okay so i had a similar experience like with asperger'sy stuff where mm-hmm. like you've looked into this way early on mm-hmm. or earlier on than i did right and so like i then like stuff that like where i've always known i was some sort of gender weirdness it always made sense to me mm-hmm. i've now got had to go back through my life and seen all these oh, different so things that have happened to me yeah it's just like fuck that's where asperger's popped in that's uh-huh. it again there it is here's this like through thing that's going through and it made sense of like all these different anxieties and feelings uh-huh. i'd had forever it just like put a logic and reasoning behind it right. whereas like now yeah you have a logic and reasoning behind like why didn't i ever like topping earlier it's like right oh i can now map this well, onto that problem because, like i i enjoyed topping with the women who saw me as a boy you know mm-hmm. because the, like the the fact of the matter is like katie um my future second ex-wife um <laughs> katie saw me as a boy you know she did like to her credit um she you know she was always just like whatever about your labels or your idea or where you're at in this journey but obviously you know mm-hmm. um you're kind of a boy or whatever and she had her and so the way that she liked to have sex with me like there was this nature I don't even think we ever really talked about it but it was it did seem like she was more turned on by me being a boy mm-hmm. you know what I mean as was I but then it's it's just like so I did start getting in my head a little bit then too about like how to how to do that or you know what I mean like I Anyway, yeah. so for so many years before that, between like my first girlfriend in high school, which it's like there's just a teenage like, you know, I was never bothered by that question of like who's the man or the woman in the relationships because to me it was always like, yeah, very valid point. Yeah, like I'm clearly the man in this relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with the sex, like and it's just so exploratory anyway, like we were probably just doing whatever any teenagers would have been doing more yeah. or less until, you know. So, so there wasn't this like role assignment early no, on. No, but it was just clear. Like I just, yeah. I just was the boy, you yeah. know. Oh, okay. And then I think for you know, like a decade after that, I just let other people kind of come to me. You know, you're dating lesbians, whatever, and it's just kind of, uh, I don't know. I just like I just it's so it feels like such a waste <laughs> of time. Like the time that I spent just being like, I guess I'm just supposed to be a lesbian with these people and like i don't know like it wasn't a waste of time it was you were learning things that whole time and also like that wasn't like the sole like defining characteristic of those years right no totally i just mean sexually like i should have been learning more about my see if you just adopted my mantra of just go for it early on yeah you would have had so many experiences This is the Gender Fluids Podcast with Austin Smart and Ariel Martin. If you want to follow us on social media, find us on Twitter at Gender Fluids Pod, on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast, on FetLife under Gender Fluids, and just put Gender Fluids in any search bar you can find to find us. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Enjoy the episode, y'all.
Uh, I just had a crazy like moment uh, this week about like just kind of you know how you can feel weird in your own body sometimes, or at least like for me in particular, I feel very uh, dysphoric and odd in my own body and at different points in time. But I went with these three vagina having people uh, mm-hmm. out to Lake Travis and took some mushrooms the yeah. other day. And we were in this like secluded fucking little cove and no one was around. And so we just like were all topless forever, uh, like swimming and just like tripping. And I was having like a very good, beautiful trip. I was like really feeling my body. Um, But then at one point we moved up onto this like really large flat rock at the uh, point that faces directly where the sun is. And Mm. we were like sunbathing Mm. and like going to watch the sun go down. Mm -hmm. And they, some like one of the girls was like, Fuck, I'm just taking my bottoms off. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know if there was going to be like a boat patrol going mm-hmm. around at some point because it was like a weekend, right? So, okay. but it was late enough. So we all like just got fucking butt ass naked. Mm-hmm. And it was like really, really trippy to be there and be the only person with a penis, but still be like a woman like mm-hmm. in that group, right? Mm-hmm. It very much felt that way. And so I had to like sit there and slowly like have this like moment of like coming to terms and acceptance with like my body <laughs> yeah on shrooms yeah just like staring Digging at these the sun on shrooms coming to terms yeah yeah and like i can't even detail the thoughts that i had at that point sure. you know it was very i was very deep into it but it, i did leave i did throw up before we got back <laughs> in the car because i i ended up misunderstanding the plan i thought we were going to completely watch the sunset <laughs> so i took like two more caps and then like 20 oh, minutes no. they, later they're like all right well, let's go ahead and pack up i was like oh shit <laughs> like i'm gonna be coming up in that car i was like all right it's so, like i vomited just before we got in the car on purpose no no oh, i was okay. just coming up kind of hard again Oof. um but yeah, I even then though, I had like this odd sense of like calm about me. Uh-huh. Like it, I'd had like this anxiety released where it's like I was beforehand dealing with an odd awareness of my body that kind of made me feel awkward at all points in time of like how exactly am I holding self? Like what am I doing with yeah. like my hands or like how am I presenting myself right now? Uh-huh. And like and also like the silhouette of my body was a big thing mm. where I was like always like thinking like, okay, should I pin- find something that pinches in at my waist a little bit more so I can show my hits off that way? That's definitely going to be feminine. Like after I left there, I was like, just like, not that I like didn't care about it anymore, but I wasn't worried about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd like come to this place where I was like sitting and like staring at three vagina having women with like three vastly different body types, mm-hmm. like while on mushrooms, somehow made something click. And I was just like, okay. yeah, different yeah, bodies was, are uh, different. Yeah, but There's it's all like all kinds of different bodies out there. It's a shame that we cover up bodies as much as we do because it really was in like in, in a non-sexualized manner. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, I have that's why like, people like nudist colonies so much. You know, yeah. it's just like there's just this like okay honesty or you know those baths. It takes away a lot of the visual uniformity that people like have fallen into and like mm-hmm. people are like, I'm an individual. It's like, no, let's all get naked and then we'll really see yeah. how individual we are. Like it was very reassuring yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That'd <sighs> probably be healthy for me to, to force myself to be naked in front of people more. I don't know. I well, thought about something. you while we were there. Cause I was like, I wish like, cause I was like, I wonder if Ariel would have gotten naked with us. 
Oh, See, because no, we, it was like the least sexual atmosphere ever, right? I like, know, but then but here like, I'm the I'm the boy, and here I am again, just being like, "Oh, the girls are naked around me." Okay, <laughs> I mean that's everyone there. I think also liked girls. I know, but it's different. Yeah, I you know. I get it. You feel like you're behind enemy lines. Like yeah. I feel that way too. Yeah. Well, but it's uh, that's not the truth of it, though. That's just you feeling guilty. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the truth is. Um, here's an interesting thing on my, in my gender journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it had never really occurred to me that I could just not take off, um, my top. I think we even talked about one time when my future second ex-wife and I were having sex and I, st- I like kept on a button up shirt after church. I like had my, yeah. all my sports bra on my button up shirt and I just had such a better time having sex and I realized like, oh, probably because of fucking dysphoria. Yeah, I don't like looking down at my stupid body. When So like that thought had finally occurred to me. And then with the last person I had sex with, it was, like, it occurred to me after the fact. I was like, I could have just probably left my sports bra on they would have understood i didn't want to take it off mm-hmm. and so with this boy i'm fucking now like your boyfriend with my boyfriend i guess yeah that's what we'll just call him with my boyfriend i um i leave my i just left my sports bra on and in fact at least the first night or two you know he never even asked it was just like oh, this is great we're just leaving this on but now there have been a couple of times where he's kind of like wanted me to take it off you know mm-hmm. like like he asked me to take a shower with him you know stuff like that when I'm just like mm. now like it, I've never had this before where someone hadn't seen a part of me that I don't like right mm-hmm. so now I'm like well I just but now was well, this is nicer it's just like like I don't know his dead name you know and it's kind of come up once or twice and we're just like i was like i don't yeah i don't need to know that also just for the listeners a dead name which i think is the most metal part of transitioning (laughs) is that you call it like your dead yeah my dead name we can do the what the fuck does that mean of the week um right now yeah why don't we just do it when let's just do that like when they come up that's the what's the fuck of the week okay so yeah a dead name uh for your what the fuck of the week it's when like a trans person changes their name mm-hmm. and then whatever their old name was at their old gender that they're no longer using. That's their dead name. Mm-hmm. So it's very I have, simple. I have. So, so Austin, do you want to talk about your dead name at all? A lot of, by the way, don't ask trans people about their dead name unless you're know that they're going to be cool with it. Cause apparently I read an article about how apparently even, even the, the term dead name can be triggering for some people. So yeah, just play it by um, ear. You know. Well, I want to keep talking about your boobs real quick. Well, okay, hold on. Let's finish dead name, okay. and then we can talk about my stupid Because dead name is going to lead into another thing I wanted to talk about, oh. which is yeah. trans names. Well, so do you consider your... Well, how, how do you think of your name situation? So, well, that's one. That's the thing I wanted to talk to you about. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> you don't, We don't know which tangent to do first? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Let's finish your boobs finish up, and we'll come boobs. back to names. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, so... Well, I was just going to say, I mean, so I've had that, I had that feeling with my dick before where mm-hmm. it's like there have been people I've like gone on dates with that I haven't like slept with on the first night. Mm-hmm. And so it's a thing where it's like, oh, now, well, they've seen this and they might have like touched my boobs when we were making out, but they haven't like really seen my dick before. Mm-hmm. And now this is going to be a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. 
and it is kind of a dysphoric like part of my body right it's mm-hmm. a thing i enjoy but also like would like to get rid of one day yeah but like with your boobs and like i know this is this way with like other like masculine of center like non-binary people i know where it's like they leave their sports bra on a lot of times but they've like finally figured out how to work to a place where they take it off and it's not that they dislike having their boobs it's that they've like started to dissociate them from femininity and then also to kind of be pretty neutral about them like don't really care if you touch them or not like don't really they don't do anything for me yeah but they've like moved away from like associating it with like the more feminine part of their identity totally i don't but uh, maybe again i also just don't like my boobs so oh yeah you just don't like the shape of them so it's like a double i like it's like a double whammy and i don't i don't know so i'm just like that's like to me that's this is how this feels on this end it's like it's like i don't have a car and you drive up like in like a older cadillac that's not nice but it's okay and you're like I mean, it's just an old... I don't really like it that much. I'm like, but you have a car! Like, I was like, I will trade you. I'll trade you my, like, awesome, vaguely androgynous tiny titties for whatever you're working with. I mean, I'll just chop them off and give them to you. Why hasn't that been invented? That can't be that hard. Like a a tit transplant? transplant? Yeah. I don't know. Then you got to get the skin to blend. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you would have to match skin tones. Or you could just have, like, funny colored boobs. (laughs) They like look great, but they're just kind of yeah. Looks just look kind of like a burn victim or something around your boobs. If you have a burn victim fetish, you purposely get it done. Totally, you get like a w- really different race. Well, I was just like my thing about getting a black dick, right? You get black boobs. <laughs> you get a black lady boob transplant. It's like oh, I was doing some rope bondage and it went awry, so they're just permanently this color now. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know, but it's, it's, it's interesting because I mean, does he like, I don't know if y'all have had this conversation. Is he into you as like someone who's just non-binary and masculine of center and therefore he's down to like not acknowledge those feminine parts of you or are the like more feminine aspects of you something that he as like a trans man is interested in? So like, does he like your boobs? So is he balancing like a respect uh, of like mm-hmm. not want asking you to do that with no, his I think, desire to like I think touch some titties? He's more, uh, he, he's a, he's a mask on mask um, okay. kind of person, and so yeah, it's definitely like not that, but so because that's something that I was kind of have have kind of wondered about, especially in the beginning. I was like, am I, am I? A girl or a boy with you, what, what, you know, what's the nature of our dynamic? And, you know, it's like, okay, it's queer, it's queer, it's queer. But there really is a lot of sense of like two gay boys. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I also just feel feminine in some way. Like, uh, I, I like he seems to just be into me. You know, like he, I'm a, yeah. I'm a human, you know, so that's not even says, a, kind of says, yeah. like, it's like, so if, if I were feminine, he probably wouldn't be attracted to me if I were particularly feminine, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't think that he's not into the feminine parts that there are of me, just like there are, there are feminine parts of everybody. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, mask on mask people like androgynous people. I think everybody likes androgynous people, but I also 
think that I am masculine of center. So, um, but yeah, so I don't, he's not, he's not like, oh, I wish I could play with your boobs. You know, yeah. I, he would probably prefer to, well, I know he would prefer to use the word chest, which I would too. I just kind of feel weird um, about everything, but you know, yeah, I think uh, he would, uh, like, it's weird the way, because the way I talk about my body, it's still just kind of like, I just clit and, you know, yeah. whatever. I'm, I'm like, I don't love it, Like, but it's hard for me. Like, I feel very vulnerable, like, talking about chest yeah. and well, dick. Clit, even when you say it, it still sounds kind of masculine in a way, where it's like, yeah, I got my clit. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'd imagine someone just, like, grabbing it and, like, jostling it as you say uh-huh. that. But boobs, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I... yeah. I've like had people ask me like, so what do you like that movie? Like, what do you like calling like, yeah. and just kind of generally motioning to like my dick. It's like I just call it my dick, man. Like, yeah. you know, people do have different names for parts of their body, and I get needing to change those sometimes because it can have like a hard association. But for me, it's kind of like my voice, where it's like I can't put the mental effort into trying to call it a different thing. Right. So I'm just gonna be okay Your with dick it being is my dick. So visibly a dick, and it's my girl dick. You could you know? call it a clit, though. I think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that on all of my like dating profiles, and it's like X number of inches clit. <laughs> yeah, six-inch clit, exactly. I don't know why you wouldn't have already been doing that. Or however, mm. five and a half. Because I don't want someone to be... Because here's the thing. If I did do that, there'd be some well-intentioned person... That wouldn't it wouldn't come up until we're like hooking up and they're going down and be like I'm gonna suck your clit and then I would start <laughs> laughing. Like, and be like, <laughs> well, that's the problem with clit. Like, so it's not that feminine of a word to me. So I think that's part of the reason that I am basically fine with using it. But it's it is too silly of a word. Like, dick can be hot, you know. Um, cock is always hot. Yeah. And then the one I, the two I see uh, trans men using most. As an alternative to vagina, because a lot of them still just say, like, vagina is, like, uh, pussy is super popular. Yeah, boy, I, like, I like man pussy. Boy, yeah, man pussy, or also hole. Just hole. being, like... Bonus hole. No, just uh, being, like, uh, yeah, like, a lot of people are just, like, hole. fuck my hole. Yeah. I like glory hole, personally, but... <laughs> that's that's a special thing. No, that... Well, that's a we special thing. <laughs> we can't tarnish the history, the rich history of glory holes <laughs> by giving it to trans men. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Also, you're saying my butthole's not equally as glorious? I no. doubt it. Oh, um, man. Anywho, you yes. want to talk about names? Sure, let's talk about dead names. So, I've never... I've, I Here's the thing. I know it's offensive to, like, ask a trans person their dead name. Mm-hmm. In the same way it's offensive, like, when you hear someone killed themselves, you're like, okay, but <laughs> how they do it? Uh-huh. It's like, you shouldn't, but that's the first thing you think. <laughs> It's like you can't help it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And the first time I meet trans people, I've never asked, but I'm always just like, "What the fuck is your name? Like, what right. was it?" Because like for me, it's not a thing. Like my name's uh-huh. Austin. Uh-huh. I'm not changing it. I like but my you name. You tell people your my first, first name, name if, yeah. if they asked, yeah. And like I show it to bartenders everywhere, right? Um, yeah, it doesn't seem to really bother you. It it's not bothersome. It's just annoying to deal with. So right. like. It's annoying because, like, anytime I get a call from, like, the utilities company or mm. I'm at the doctor, it's like I have to put it down. Gotcha. And and thankfully, the doctor I go to is, like, super trans friendly and, like, most places that I patronize are going to be chill enough. But still, it's like, 
the looks have been getting longer and longer at my driver's license as I've become more and more feminine. Yeah. Even though I update my license frequently just to mm-hmm. keep it kind of close, right? The name still is just like a... Yeah, I can watch that like weird kind of processing moment happen. They're probably just having that, oh. Yeah, and they're usually super fucking chill about it. Honestly, like if anything, it probably gives me better service because they're afraid of me writing a Jezebel article about them. Um, I do get heavier pours at bars too, I've noticed recently. They're like, oh, well, let's. But. um, Well, yeah, you're a woman now. Yeah. But I've decided that like as soon as I'm done moving. Because uh, we're moving out of Safe Space Studios, unfortunately. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been fun. But moving, setting up a new home base. As soon as I'm there, I'm going to have like some freed up money to like finally go and get like my name and gender marker changed. Ew. Yeah. So, but what I have Boyfriend's is... Boyfriend's applying for that tomorrow. Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not hard. It's just I need to sit down and like do it. But mm-hmm. let me grab my phone real quick. I have with me... Uh, a list of names. list of names. That I want to pick from. Okay. Because here's the thing. Our listeners, you've, you've probably not heard it, or if you have, it's been a very shortened and condensed version. What? But Ariel and I have talked mad shit about trans people and their name changes on here on oh. many occasions. <laughs> oh, people's weird choices. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know. Some people are just not reasonable. Some people are just not reasonable. And there's like an embarrassingly like... It's a dorky group. Like, if you just looked at a list of trans names, it's like, like, come on, guys. Some of these are a little too, yeah, just like whimsical, just cutesy, you know, lots of whys where where there should be an I or an E. Um, Yeah. It's like, look, you should do what you want with your name. I want fine. But a lot of them are dumb as fuck. And it's like, bitch, it's like you're 35 years old. Don't pick a name that sounds like it's out of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, very Lord of the Rings. You can't be Arwen. Yeah, Arwen, that kind of stuff. It's like so bad. It's like, you guys, you guys, it's embarrassing. We're trying to. Trying to get people on board with that. Yeah, people. you're making so, you are making this harder for everybody. I yeah. just want you to know that. Yeah. Like, God damn it. So names. Well, last night I was on the phone with uh one of my best friends, Carol, and we were talking and like the subject of like, yeah, this is what I'm doing, this is my plan, I'm gonna just work towards changing my name and gender marker. She was like, Well, so what did the, what did you want to change your name to? I was like, I don't fucking know. Like I don't really have an idea. I thought here's like my, my ideas and so Cause I was like, I don't want a dumb fucking name, right? Now you're gonna keep Austin to have a different middle I'm just, name or what? No, I'm just Austin is my middle name, right, so, so I'm just gonna change my first name. Oh, okay, okay. You're gonna keep Austin to be your middle name. Yeah, I didn't know who's being promoted. Or so what. it's not even like a. It's not gonna matter that much. No one's really gonna call me this. It's no, just, but on your license. Okay. Yeah, and I, but it just still needs to sound good, right? So you don't have a name picked out. Well, here's the thing. Oh the first thing I thought of is like, I'm just gonna change my name to Nanette. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Nanette Austin no. Smart. It was so moving and inspirational. Yeah. Oh it's God. definitely what stand up comedy should be. Oh. And like it just helped me oh as like God. a woman and oh I'm God, just yes. so I so that's why it's my because it doesn't no one's ever gonna see it really. Right, but that's hilarious. And it'd be a great bit to commit to. I know I wanted to commit to name to renaming myself Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> when I got married I remember <laughs> Katie was um, with me whatever so I also toyed around with the idea mm-hmm. the other joke when I thought about doing Hermione 
Oh, that's a good one. So it is an old that's a name. Very, but that's a very like trans move right there. Yeah, Something that's super. Because like I've that. seen some people do that and name Hermione. themselves after. Come on. <sighs> but I think it'd be just funny just to be in the doctor's office. Um, Hermione? Like, that's me. That is me. Thank you. No. Just no one will know that you're being funny. They'll, I know. They'll just think they'll just I'm another shitty person. person. <laughs> another trans person with an eye rolling name. <laughs> so yeah, so I hadn't really done it. And my thing is, so my first name's Kevin, right? Kevin Austin mm-hmm. Smart. And I'm named after my dad because we have the same birthday. I was born on his birthday. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And fun fact, I was supposed to be a girl until I came yeah, out. Shit, they thought like, I was a girl, and then I like, popped out. Have you out. ever met a like gender queer person who didn't have that same thing? Like we all were supposed to be Something. the other the other gender, and we came out, and it's just like it's anyway. So yeah, so it's Kevin, and I kind of wanted to keep a similar like sound or syllabic kind of pattern to it. Okay. It doesn't have to have the hard k and the v and the n, right. but some element of each of those. Karen and. So that was the first thing I thought because that's my grandmother's name. But here's the thing. Karen, one, I need to have a conversation with her about that because that could be kind of weird. It's like, hey, I'm naming myself after you. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's one thing. And then two, it's like, Karen's the butt of every joke. Someone is like, oh, Karen. I know. I don't love it. And so it's a little little old for you. We went through it and we uh, came up with like a short list. Oh, do we get to vote? Hey, if anybody's watching, we please vote on which of the names. Oh, shit. This person that just commented on the live stream is right. Nanette Austin Smart equals Nos. I could be Nos. I'm legally changing my name to Nos. Nos. Okay. Um, so, so please vote on which name you like best. Yeah. Yeah. Like in literally I was going through my record collection, looking at the women's names in it to try and find them. Nina. I thought about that, but it doesn't sound good. Nina Austin smart. Yeah, right. So cool. here are the names. I'll read them all out and we can okay. kind of. So Ada, Ava, Allie, Allison, Emma, Casey, Kara, Karen, and Vivian. Ugh, those are the ones again. we came up with because here's the thing there were other good ones that i liked but here i ran into a problem that i hadn't like considered i wish i had recorded our conversation mm-hmm. cause she was tossing out tons of them it's really hard to pick a name that one you don't have a friend named that totally two that you don't have like a fit close family friend right so right. like they're like or i have anyone anyone who's big impactful in your life or it, it could be someone from a novel that's just too strong of a name you like yeah yeah and like someone she was like naming things and they, she was like what about madeline i'm like that's a close family friend like yeah. growing up or it's, what about so-and-so i had a bad girlfriend named that what mm-hmm. about you know this i was like no that's too close to this movie right like it's just it's really hard to find something that's kind of not taken and not close to anybody which is might be why so many trans people have shitty names they're like fucking i can't think of something like that's not too close to me and this is the only unique thing i can find is to make up this like fantastical sounding weird name erwin what would you say arwin yeah okay um yeah so here, let's go through these because okay, again, we'll go through them again, I'm not actually going to have to be named any of these things, right? But of the names that we've got, yeah, yeah, this is just a driver's license thing. But yeah, so the first one is Ada. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Ada Austin Smart. I liked yeah. it because it was old. Yeah, but I don't know. It's kind of weird. Okay, Ava. Ava's kind of cool. Yeah, Ava Austin Smart. I, I liked like it. It's simple. Or are you doing Eva? A- Ava with an E or no? Ava. A V A. It's simple. I don't like 
it's not hard. To, you can't mispronounce it. No one's going to be like, Ava. Yeah. You know, Ava. I like Ava. It's, it goes phonetically Ava, well with her name. Ava and it, awesome, smart, yeah. it keeps the V in, from Kevin. Right. And it's, yeah, kinda. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Easy, right? Mm-hmm. Allie. Mm, I don't like that for you. Okay. I didn't either. Mm-mm. But it was in the top. Allison. No. No. No, it's so weird because of Allison O'Connor, right. but I was like, but who knows if we'll be friends forever, but it was yeah, still just like I don't Allison know, it's just too much. Smart. Allison Austin Smart is too much. Uh, Ava is better. It's a mouthful. Yeah. You're right. Casey. K-A-C-I-E. Uh, uh, no. Kara. K-A-R-A. Uh, I, no? I've known some Karas. <laughs> <laughs> See? But that's the type of shit that happens where you're like, yeah. it's not actually that it sounds bad because Kara Austin Smart sure. is close to Kevin, but you're like, I've known some Karas. Yeah, I have known some Karas. And that's what I was doing when she was naming shit. I was like, you know, I thought about like, you know, I like this one name, but that's my weird aunt from blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Or like, you know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, um, what else? Karen? No. And then Vivian. No, it's all Ava. I'm, it's Ava. Okay, I'm well then, Ava. but that see, okay, that's a long list of names, and they're they're none of them are right. Mm. It's oddly hard to pick a new name. Like, what else would you pick, right? Like, what's an interesting well, so far, name? Well, so, like, what name would you give me? I can't, I can't just come up with that on its own. If I was a video game character and you were naming me, <laughs> like that's what it felt like last yeah. night. And we were, ta- I was talking with Carol about it, and it was like. You know, it's odd to name yourself. Right, it is odd. Because, like, you should only have to name your pets or a child that you've made. Like, I was never even good growing up. Like, if we were playing games, uh, I was never good at making up names, like, of what my name was Mm going to be. Or in video games, nine times out of ten, it's either super gay or it's, like, some, like, pun, like a dick joke, like, Big Dick 69. That way, you know. (laughs) <laughs> when I played Breath of the Wild when I, with my ex-girlfriend, she had a Switch, and I was playing Breath of the Wild, and I just named my character Faggot. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it was just like, so it was like, hey, Faggot. <laughs> like, oh, I'm glad you're here, Faggot. <laughs> Yay, silly humor. Uh, um, okay, well, I think Ava is the winner for now, but I'm going to like think about this over the course of the next week and consider women's names and see if anything comes to me. I didn't realize that you had not chosen a name. No. Okay. And it's a thing I've been putting off for a while because Listeners, I've never been good at naming things. if you have ideas for names, please write in. Um, if Hey, maybe you'll come up with a name that Austin chooses to be her legal first name. Yeah, and, you know... I will say, having legally changed my middle name from what it was um, to Isaac, uh, it certainly feels good. I enjoy when people read my driver's license. You yeah. Know? I mean, it says female, but I'm just like, you know how I feel, gender, I don't know. Yeah, but it is, it's but, you, 100% you, it's a little bit of both, Ariel yeah. Isaac Norman. And that was an easy one, because one, yeah, again, most people won't even like see that. Well, how'd you pick Isaac? Because it was my dead brother's middle name. Okay. So, that was one that's like... <laughs> I have a, a literal dead uh, name I ha- you're repurposing. I have it. Well, I have a reason for, you know, wanting that to live on, but it's not anyone else's name. Like, I don't know any Isaacs. Yeah. You know, so it's like. It was an easy. It was. Yeah. 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 And I just, I recently made my Facebook um, say Ariel Isaac Norman instead of just Ariel Norman. Mm-hmm. And so I've gotten a few phone calls and messages about like, what's going on with my dad asked, you know, um, He's like, so what, why do you have, are you channeling, he's like, are you channeling Carl? Like, what, um, 
why why do you not have Ariel whatever my middle yeah. name was Norman or just Ariel Norman and I was like actually I legally changed my name when I got <laughs> married when I got married and he, and I was like and I'm just kind of like toying around with if I wanted to try to transition to having my stage name be Really, Ariel Isaac, I think, would be the coolest. That's a good name. It is a good name. See, and that's the thing. None of the names I picked had that feeling where it's like you hear Ariel Isaac, you're like, yeah, yeah. that's fucking cool. Yeah. But then do I want to be Ariel Isaac Norman? You know what I mean? But so I, I feel mean, like you could just really do what you... Or do you want this? Sure. Um, you could just do what you've talked about before, just being doing like the French masculinization of it and just being like Ariel Isaac Norman. I just mean, but in, that might I just be mean some in terms like, of my stage name situation. Like, is it too late to just really change names? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think so, but what do I fucking know? Right. You know? Well, and so that's why, that's why, so all I said, so our little exchange is my dad's like, are you channeling Carl? And I was like, actually, it's my name now. And he's like, you know, um, and I was like, I, I was thinking about maybe, you know, maybe seeing if I could change my stage name and he was like well you don't want to you know uh, change brands too much like KFC had a lot of trouble with or whatever <laughs> and that was kind of his response and I was like thanks dad I was like well maybe it, maybe people will support me because because of gender issues and then he just never responded <laughs> which is the truth yeah I um, think you, I, I mean Ariel Isaac I think would be an easy way to like Look, you don't have like a career built up. You're not gonna lose spots. All you're gonna have to do is like get keep getting booked on shows, and then just tell people when they book you on the show. Oh, by the way, I'm going by Ariel Isaac now. Yeah. So just put that on the poster. That's the only change you'll really have to make, and people right. will fucking catch on. Right. It's not hard. It's not like you have to take down like any articles you posted about yourself with your old name. It's just like yeah, that's my old shit. But like yeah. All of your everything will be redirected to where your new name is. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, so I might do that anyway. I have to figure that out. But, um, but anyway, so it's interesting because people have been asking, like, "Hey, you need to tell us anything about yourself or your pronouns or whatever." So I'm like, it's really just been like a consciousness aware, <laughs> uh, a, what is it, consciousness raising thing, an awareness raising, yeah, um, thing uh, about my gender, and so which is just kind of like. You know how I am. I'm like, I, I would like you guys to see my gender a little differently than maybe you've been seeing it, but I don't want to make too big of a deal about it. You know? Same old song and dance there. Yeah. Again, folks, just getting back to just be chill about whatever you do. And we're back. We're back, officially. Woo! Okay, so you tell me this idea or okay. thought you Okay, have about- this is just something that I, from, from some observations of people in real life and also some readings on the internet, it seems as though, it seems to me as if there's this thing where a lot of trans guys who had identified as lesbians... Um, once they go trans and particularly once they start taking testosterone, they start being attracted to men way more. 
And then there's sexuality transitions to being attracted to men, or maybe they already were attracted to masculine people, but so now they might wind up identifying as a gay dude. Um, Uh And so then there's trans boys having sex with other trans boys and then trans boys having sex with cis men and everything. And this seems to be, it seems to me that this is more common in trans guys than in trans chicks. That like, it seems to me like more of the trans chicks that I've known have, you know, maybe they were straight as a man, but now they're a lesbian as a woman. If they were bi, they're bi. Um, if they were gay, I was going to say the equivalent a, would be them being gay, transitioning, and then starting to like women. Right. Would so, be the like, equivalent, like turning into right. a lesbian. And I feel like I've seen, I've, I've seen it happen where it's like, no, it was a gay man who transitions and is a woman, but it's still attracted to men. Right. Yeah. I don't, I feel like, yeah, I just don't feel like I've seen very much of that, of that in trans women. Have you? Um, so not personally, like where I've seen that happen to people, mm-hmm. but I definitely like know of that. I mean, I think, you know, we talk about how everything's on a spectrum. And mm-hmm. I, I think like when you're going through something like transition, like it's going to make you feel different things and like change your perspective on how you see yourself and like the people you're attracted to. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I. I've never noticed this trend, right, until you brought it up to me. And I've mm-hmm. been trying to think through it, like, you know, since we talked about it just before we recorded. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think it has to do... Uh, well, see, I don't know. I don't know. I think it has to do with, like, how we're, like, having those types of people presented to us, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that, like, when you go online and you look at, like, for trans like men like the ways that like they, it pops up like is like a lot of times in porn mm-hmm. and like that's kind of like a really hot thing that's popping off right now and so i think that like the man on man gay trans porn mm. is really popular and then i think you know um you know then they're the trans men that just like ladies but they're not as interesting mm-hmm. that's not as like uh popular Mm -hmm. right so because i see a lot of trans men looking for women on tinder Mm -hmm. and okay cupid and things like that but i think you know a bad equivalent would be like you never you only hear about people in open relationships that fail right Mm -hmm. you never hear about people that have been married for 40 years in an open relationship because it's working Mm -hmm. it's the same thing kind of where it's like you don't hear about the trans men that you know were women that liked women then transitioned to be a trans man and still like women or that were bisexual, right? The same way there is with trans women. Mm -hmm. But more often than not, what you hear about trans women is they liked men and now they're fucking a lot of dudes. You don't really hear like, you know, people being like, I only fucked dudes and now I fuck only ladies. Yeah. Just because I don't, I think like, you know, probably those percentages are evenly split between trans men and trans women. It's just the things that our society points towards that make them interesting. To I us. wonder, I wonder, I would like to get some, some statistics on this. I mean, if that was possible. I don't think it is like, I don't think anyone's probably researched like people's, the, cor- the correlation. Yeah. The correlation between how they did. I mean, I'm sure there's some like kind of like similar studies that like glance off those where those statistics are in there where it's like, 
I sleep with uh, women after my transition, mm-hmm. but I don't know if anyone's like directly studied that, right? Like, I don't know. I'm gonna do some research and get back to you on this because I think your your you know, your tendency is always to be like, oh, I'm sure that's just anecdotal and that it's erroneous. If we looked at the data, everybody's all the same. But I'm like, no, I think there's something different going on here. Um, maybe it has to do with testosterone versus estrogen. Um, but I do think there's something going on here. I mean, maybe it could be. I mean, I don't know why this would be, but for some reason, trans men, once they've like transitioned hormonally, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or even if they haven't, I guess they could still be the same. Fucking another dude in that really kind of traditionally homoerotic way, mm-hmm. it like fulfills like a part of like your identity mm-hmm. that you feel. And so, whether you've medically transitioned or not, that's like a very culturally like. Uh, legitimizing thing of like who you are and for some reason maybe trans men feel that need more than trans women and maybe trans women somehow slipped into the cultural mode of being a little bit more loosey-goosey and fluid with who they want to fuck like women kind of historically have that's so true maybe trans men have now like fallen into toxic this masculinity yeah and but not necessarily <laughs> but just because of culturally the spaces right. that will give you that feeling of manliness right. kind of run adjacent to those kind yeah. of like things but again who i don't fucking know yeah that no that makes sense like i don't know if it makes sense to our listeners but because we're kind of talking around some things but i know what you're talking about um yeah it's like in because i because i've been into man-on-man action forever right um, and it was always like, why am I so into man on man? And it's like, well, because I want to watch someone being degraded and, and, and dominated and whatever. But you know, when it's happening to a woman, sometimes it can feel eh, a little sad weird to me, you know? Um, yeah. and so when it's two men, then it's like this, um, you know, equal footing and now it's okay. And so like getting to just be in that space, after years of having sex with women, you know, it's like, yeah, I think it's very affirming. Like man on man action is very affirming for trans boys. Yeah. And also, you know, I think there's this thing that happens like, so with lesbians, like traditionally, like, you know, I feel like I've had a much harsher kind of like cultural attitude towards uh, a lesbian sleeping with a dude right it's more tainting than like if a gay guy like fucks like a girl it's more permissible mm-hmm. like not just within the broader culture but like within those right. two subgroups it's just like you know they even talk about that like in the l word at one point you just like yeah. someone fucks a guy's like oh what you're not one of us anymore but mm-hmm. you would never really have that right with, gay guys like, gay are just having fun but like, yeah. yeah for a lesbian so, to do it it's this huge betrayal and so maybe for people transitioning like that's a thing that hasn't been permitted for like vagina having people that are transitioning to be trans men now. Right. They, Mm -hmm. they've been so restricted by this like totality of not being able to fuck anybody else. Right. As opposed to like gay men who might be transitioning as like trans women who've only ever fucked men now feel like they can really kind of like do whatever they want because they've already been freed up to have that like, Mm-hmm. mental space i don't know no that all makes sense that all makes sense yeah there's just different <laughs> kinds of like pressures and rules and stuff for vagina and penis people and then yeah the way that it yeah no i think there's just a lot of interesting little dynamics playing out there 
and I'm watching these things happen inside me and it's like, oh, right, yeah, like, I can't stand the idea of a lesbian having sex with a man, but if it's a gay boy. Sure. Sure, right? So it's, and it's just, it makes me feel a lot better about myself if I think of myself as a gay boy. Hmm. (laughs) So there's that. There's that. Do you want to talk about the alt right? <laughs> sure, let's do it. Uh, what happened? Okay, so I posted this tweet that was about like a real thing that happened to me, and it was I went to this party. Mm-hmm. It's like a little joke. It's not. Mm-hmm. So it's like I went to this party mm-hmm. where I only knew the host there, and when I walked in, I just looked at the room, and it was attended by only queer and gender nonconforming people. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, shit, I'm going to get too drunk to remember all these pronoun preferences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the joke. Yeah. It's funny. And it's and it's just like, yeah, I'm probably going to get too drunk to remember 35 people's new like pronoun right. preferences. If I'd even talked to all 35 people or that were in this, like, there were more people at the party, but in the room right. I walked into, when you walk in, it's just the dance floor. So, mm-hmm. anywho. Um, posted on Twitter and then a bunch of people not a bunch of people but for me a decent amount of people liked it and they were all from the alt-right they were oh. all pretty <laughs> like and they like were messaging oh. me like sending me like direct messages and they were like you know it's just really it's like yeah this, those pronouns are fucking stupid it's like oh they'd all probably whine even if you got them right anyways and it's like oh. i don't <laughs> They don't probably want yeah, to Yeah, shit right like anyways. that where it's, it's just so like, yeah, we would we don't need to actually remember them. It's like you guys like that wasn't the point. That's not joke. the point of the joke. The point is that like I'm a I'm fucking up for like not right. remembering it because I'm getting too drunk. Like that's well, it's just kind of funny for you as yeah. a trans woman to just to admit to being like, dude. I mean, I'm I can not... only get so many fucking pronouns yeah. right when I'm drunk too. You know, and so. But it's just a thing that I've run. This isn't the first time this is type of things happened to me, right? Yeah. But it, this is the first time that it's like really stuck with me where mm-hmm. it's like I say a thing that on the internet, because I'm not thinking about it, the level of like the levels that would be present when I'm saying it on stage, when people can right. see me and interact with me aren't there. Yeah. And so like the alt-right fucking has loved some of the shit that I've said over the years <laughs> and like I feel like uses some of the things that I say to like justify their shitty beliefs right oh, no. where it's like yeah see there's another good one it's like oh no don't call me no like oh, <laughs> where it's like you know I'm fine shit talking like weird gender neutral pronouns right where it's mm-hmm. like of course, people should be allowed to use Z and Zim and Zizer or whatever the fuck you come they up with. Or Z- 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 dorks, they can yeah. totally do that. You can go buy if you yeah. want. I don't give a fuck, right? What, I, I can't decide if this is too stupid. I wrote down once that I wanted my pronouns to be... <laughs> 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 Just every time you gotta... <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a good joke. Okay. Um, but it's like, look, you should be able to do that. But I also think it's pretty fucking stupid. 
Yeah. But I'm not going to stop you from doing that or totally. say that it's wrong. And if you ask me to call you that, I'll fucking call, I if I call have, you. If I have, if you say tomorrow, like my pronouns are, uh, I will call you. Uh, let me get. Well, I mean, the, let I mean, me uh, was like uh, over here <laughs> just a second ago. Where uh, go? <laughs> I just want. Hey, have you seen? Uh, <laughs> I yep. think she. No, it's. Uh, have you not heard? Ariel wants to go by. Uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, we got it. It's so easy. You see, listeners, you see how easy it we is. We should be sketch writers. We can make this a sketch. <laughs> I know. It's good. Mm-hmm. Pronoun convention. Shopping yeah. different pronouns Everybody to people. Everybody has different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I'll say shit where I'll make fun of like something. Yeah. And, but I'm always trying to add in a layer of like, I'm definitely on the side of the thing and making fun of, right? Right. And they it just fucking flies over them. They're just like, see, this is proof that they're all wrong. Mm-hmm. All the leftists are just making shit up. Like, how do you fucking mitigate that? Like, how do you? I don't know. Because it happens both like on the internet and also on stage sometimes, where like you're telling jokes that like for sure could be genuinely harmful to people. Sometimes I have conversations with people after I get off stage to like see where they're at with like if I can tell someone took something differently than I wanted them to if I get the chance I'll just go talk to them and really yeah I've done that sometimes and yeah sometimes it I do have to kind of be like well no what we're sa- what I'm saying is <laughs> you know um but I mean it's not something that's happened too often or too too intense like what you're talking about I feel like I mean did you respond to any of them fuck no See, I don't know. I, I, I didn't want to do it at all. Like, I they all had see, like, I would have responded. I don't like talking to people on the internet to begin with. Mm-hmm. So like I just post things just to post things because I'm supposed to do it. And yeah. like, right. So well, I like getting into those conversations where I try to find our middle ground and then try to just notch their thinking over one step, you know. I don't want to talk to them. I, right. But that's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, you guys send this shit my way. I mean, all I'm going to say is just like, why the why? do you not get what i'm doing here like i don't have the time and the energy to have this conversation with them on like a level like level-headed place which is probably a good thing that i don't have this conversation with them because i would just be doing exactly what they think Hmm. i'm railing against which is being like a cunty leftist person see i feel like i want to crack at them i just i don't know how i feel about having to balance and hold the responsibility for what happens because of the things I say versus like, yeah. so like I like saying really fucked up things. Mm-hmm. I don't like always seeing the things they make other people say and think and believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I want to live in a vacuum where I can like live my artsy fartsy dream and like say horrible, disgusting things without like spurring yeah, on you people's talk bad to thoughts. The audiences you want to talk to. Yeah. So. But yeah, but I mean, everyone wants that, but I don't think everyone are telling jokes and putting out material that could be like misconstrued by someone and then have harmful effects from it. Right. right? So like me telling like my jokes where I say like, I hate queers. Right. Mm -hmm. And the joke behind that, that's a really good joke when the right people are listening to it. But the wrong people have definitely, that was the first time I had that experience was like the wrong people liking that joke for definitely the wrong reasons. Right. And so it's like, well, what, how do I like weigh my own culpability in that? How do I mitigate that process to where that doesn't happen or happens as little? I don't know. I think you just have to think about the art, 
and stuff that you're putting out all the time, whether on stage or on social media, and just be like, how often am I posting things that could be taken like this versus things that I I don't know, like, or what jokes are you telling that that do have a genuinely like positive message for sure that you know that aren't being misconstrued like you can't be responsible for the way some people are going to take things like but but you can know whether or not you feel a sense of integrity about about the message that you're putting out in the world yeah i think yeah for sure you're right i just worry about it i mean but you should worry about it you should think about it sometimes and think about when you're so, you know, sometimes I say stuff on stage and then I come off and I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm not sure that I had thought through the moral responsibility of what I was doing in that. And, you know, or, you know, and like and some, or sometimes people will give me feedback and then I'll um, and I think it's OK. So I think it's also just OK if you realize that you've said something that's kind of wrong or that could be taken wrong to just be like oh okay maybe I could say that a little bit better next time like it's a tweet so you can't really like try again but if this were on stage then you could say how can I reword that a little bit yeah you know to make sure that all right people aren't just taking a snapchat of it and sending (laughs) a little video of you being like you know um pronouns are too hard to remember or whatever I guess for me, the weird thing is, like, I can tweak things on stage and change what I say. But, mm-hmm. like, with that same tweet, which I do do on stage in, like, a longer bit. Mm-hmm. Like, in the bit, I go into, like, meeting a group of people and what their names and, like, pronoun preferences are. And it's, like, mm-hmm. a little three, one, two, three mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, even though I go into that, here's the thing. That whole joke reads as if it's fine. Like, that's a, one of those jokes. Like, the I hate queers bit mm-hmm. has, like, a much easier way it could be misconstrued right this not so much but Mm -hmm. the problem i have even so alt-right people liked it for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. and liberal people when i've done it have disliked it Mm. for the wrong reasons where they think i'm again making the point of all pronouns are stupid Mm -hmm. just because i'm making fun of i'm using it in a joke right Mm -hmm. even though the baseline premise of the joke is we should be remembering all of these Mm -hmm. and i'm putting the effort so like yeah it's weird to try and like tell jokes that are like placating enough to where mm-hmm. they make people laugh, but not to where I'm like not doing what I do, which is making people uncomfortable and saying weird things, but not going so far as to like incite horrible thoughts and feelings in other people. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you're having the same thing with uh, pronouns joke because like I've just started really talking about pronouns on stage, just especially in the last few days, and um, and I'm being very just like conversational about it and trying to think out my thoughts and and because and and seeing where audience members are at too about it because I'm it's very I feel very vulnerable about like making fun of um pronoun choices or like exploring that topic and and like but I'm I feel like I'm airing out the thoughts that lots of people are having Mm -hmm. and so I feel good about that when I'm doing and then I try to come down at ultimately on the sides of things that I think are the morally best sides but to get to there I have to you know make fun of things that we all make fun of in our minds I have to do that out loud to me that's like a sort of catharsis if you will for the Mm -hmm. audience to feel like they've had those thoughts and so if the wrong people are there um sensitive 
people, um, <laughs> they can get that look on their face or that like, the, I don't like what we're doing here. You're making fun of that. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, this is something that we need to do. Yeah. So that we can have this conversation genuinely instead of people just smiling to your face and and sort of trying to do your pronoun thing and just not get caring about it at all. You know, those people need to realize it's a conversation. That's a thing that we need to do. Mm -hmm. And then the people on the other side realize that because we're doing this doesn't mean you're right. Right. told my sister today she was asking me about pronouns again and um so i was like yeah well just none would be great she well because she actually said like oh i try to just not use any and i was like yeah that is my preference none and then i was like but also if you find yourself using it you could just then the next sentence use the other one and um she was like oh that's fun i could do that yeah and i was like hey someone finally accepted my proposal no no pronouns all pronouns thing yeah i don't know it kind of i think we overuse pronouns in america Mm -hmm. um and i didn't really become aware of this until i had a professor who was french and like she made a deal out of it and like we did what everyone's preferred pronouns were but she was like um i got into an argument with her like for a couple days over like using people's names as a deference always unless it's like it's kind of weird grammatically mm-hmm. so it's like if the person's in the room you don't say she or her or his you use their name she's like it's just disrespectful mm-hmm. is what it was it wasn't like a po- political thing it was like mm-hmm. we don't do that like a lot of like languages and people so you don't use like i would if you had said like well, actually, I think Aristotle's saying this. And then the professor says on something. I'm like, I don't know. I think she had a good point. I should have been like, well, I think Ariel had a good point, if, mm-hmm. especially if we're in the presence of that same person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To automatically defer to like a pronoun is kind of like a sign of disrespect in a weird way and that you always use that person's first name mm-hmm. first and if possible. And then like a following like statement or clause or sentence, you use like the pronoun mm-hmm. after you've already established sure. that originally. Yeah. So, yeah, in America, we just, but, you think we, we don't have manners like that. So, yeah. we're just using pronouns too much. Well, I mean, I didn't agree with it at first, even, right? Like, I was arguing with her. I was like, that's fucking stupid. I, like, I'm saying she, it's not a sign of disrespect. And she was like, let's, you know, we went back and forth on it. And I ended up being like, fine, you're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's still, it took me a while to, like, get into the mode of doing that. And then once I did, it's kind of like how you had that moment where you clicked, like, how your your system in your head changed you're changing over to the new system of using mm-hmm. pronouns mm-hmm. i had a moment where that kind of clicked and then i just realized how often i just like instantly deferred to like a some sort of pronoun when talking to somebody mm-hmm. especially like with them or in a small group and it's a thing that's taken me years and it's still really hard like to try and always use names mm-hmm. for people like in groups like that and yeah, well, then you also have to remember their names, so that's... Well, fucking... We're just lazy motherfuckers then if we're like, I don't want to remember pronouns for everybody, but I also don't want to remember <laughs> your names. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying. Fetish of the week? Yeah. Time for fetish of the week. 
I so okay. I've, I'm gonna go with this one. I, was, I have a toss up in my head, but I'm going with this one because it's near and dear to me in a, in a very long standing way. Mm-hmm. Um, people with sneezing fetishes. Oh, fine. You just sneezed too. That was good. I did. Didn't you? I coughed. Maybe. Oh, maybe I made that up. Okay. It's like it's a shame if you'd gotten a good sneeze in there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, sneezing fetishes. I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. So, but I assume people are like have feathers and stuff to try to elicit sneezes when they. There's all sorts of different methods. So, mm-hmm. um, really, what it is is you know there are two sides to it to start off to like kind of basically explain it. There are sneezers and there are people who like watching people sneeze of course there's right. always tops and bottoms yeah so and then yeah well tops and bottoms so sometimes it can be like naturally watching people sneeze sometimes it with like the feathers or like pepper or different pepper, things yeah. you can like making people sneeze mm-hmm. um you know people who like sneezing same thing they can like just naturally having to sneeze they can also like having uh someone make them have to sneeze mm-hmm. um the build up to the sneeze big part of it oh so you know some people they want you to like when you're watching videos of people with sneezing fetishes or doing it for them it'll take different forms but mm-hmm. like sometimes it can be like a long like build up like oh i think i'm gonna have to sneeze but i can't oh uh, and like there's that like moment sure. and then it could just be like one really large sneeze or it could be like a succession of sneezes uh-huh. and you can like really change out the timing and pace of like of course how much you're sneezing um some videos and people they focus on specific like parts of the body mm-hmm. that twitch while sneezing you know so it's like you look for people with like quivering thighs sometimes like when mm-hmm. you're sneezing or uh, really intense like head motions uh, that's what you're, you're like that's that's a desirable qualities in your sneezing people yeah yeah these are just the patterns that i see in like changing right so like, what would you be more into one big sneeze or one of those 12 little sneeze people hmm i don't know so this is kind of close to my heart I think I want me because two little sneezes and then a big sneeze. One of those oh, I can people. combine them like that? Well, haven't you ever seen someone who's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, kind of that. That would be good. I think I would like, if I can do two medium and a large, it'd be like. Well, sure. Like, You're so greedy. Because <sighs> here's the thing is, I've had horrible allergies my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so this is a thing I didn't know existed until a couple years ago. Oh, you could probably whore yourself out. I know, but it's a thing that I have no attraction to whatsoever. Yeah, but it's this been is such for a money. Past. Yeah, but I, it's a thing I need to look into. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I'm thinking about what I would like the most, I'm tr- also kind of going off of like what feels the best to me. Like when I have to sneeze, I think for it's sure. like two medium ones and then like a really big, big one. Yeah, one. such a relief. Yeah. Yeah, Austin is like just the best city for sneezing enthusiasts, huh? We got all these allergies. Yeah, do you think that like... One, do you think there are a lot of allergists out there with this fetish? And then two, so. do you think people move to cities that have like uh, worse pollen, pollen concentrations? Oh, I hope so. Maybe that's why there's so many people moving here every Boy, day. Couple Austin of Chamber of Commerce, listen up. If you want an advertising opportunity. Yeah. You, you've been trying to hide sneezers. the allergies. Yeah. We need... <laughs> How, well, I mean, what percentage of the population, like, how many of these sneezers are there? That's I don't know. It's not... A, 200 around the country? I mean... No, there's more than that. But how? There's a... I don't know. I mean, you know, there's a fetish for everything. And this is kind of like feet, I think. You know, it's pretty yeah. innocuous. It's true. I mean, I know, like, it's innocuous, but how many people are, like, getting excited enough about, about sneezing? sneezing to have a whole culture and everything around it? 
I don't know. I mean, I've, again, when I'm doing these and looking at these, I'm mostly doing like FetLife Tumblr and then just like browsing so through you, internet. You've seen a number of sneezing. Yeah, I've seen enough things. to know that it's a real thing There's, and to have like built up and broken I mean, down these sense. patterns. And honestly, it makes <laughs> sense. I mean, it's very like orgasm parallel. Um, the the whole sneezing build up, all that kind of thing. And sneezing is enjoyable. They, what they say, it's like, you know, an eighth of an orgasm That's or something. That's bullshit. I've sneezed so many times in a row and it's not close. Yeah, but it's just an eighth of an orgasm in the sense that like you can have this kind of like bodily sensation of, of yeah. pleasure and release. Um, so, you know, um, it's a funny thing. Uh, so there's a idea in like the philosophy of laughter mm-hmm. where laughter and sneezing are often equated to each other mm-hmm. because it's an uncontrollable like Response. thing that comes mm-hmm. from you. You know, when how people say God bless you because mm-hmm. the thing like laughter like is described by, uh, is it Baudelaire? Or is it by Benjamin? It's by Benjamin, I think maybe. Okay. But he calls like it says it's like a satanic thing because it's like an un- a thing that possesses your body and takes over your body mm-hmm. that you can't control. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Laughing, sneezing. Yeah, like if you laugh at a thing, you like you just laugh like mm-hmm. out loud. Like if a genuine laughter. Same thing with the sneeze. It's like a, one of the few things where you don't have control over right. your body. Your nervous system is sort of hijacked yeah. for yeah. So interesting, mm-hmm. but. Sneezing, laughters, orgasms. I mean, there are laughing fetishes, too, you know. Oh, tight. So, it kind of makes sense, you know, where people like laughing in different ways. Oh, fuck. The pitch of the sneeze. That's another thing. Like, who Mm. is sneezing and how it sounds. Oh, yeah. Fuck, if it's dainty, like... No, I hate those little sneezes. I can't stand... Deep ones. Can't stand dainty little sneezes. Yeah. But then one of those, yeah, one of those dad sneezes that's all wet and... Yeah. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, just People a good medium all. sneeze. Just give me a good medium. <laughs> you fucking sneeze centrist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, people are into laughing too. So, you know, this is different than just a tickling fetish. So there's that's a whole nother ball game mm-hmm. of like BDSM and kink. But just like there are people who have like videos that are non-ASMRE that are like sexy people laughing in like sexy ways and like people laughing while laying on top of each other and like uh, you know of course like people being forced to laugh or mm-hmm. lots of laugh tracks on those forums yeah I, 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 I'm into sneezing more than I am laughing fetish actually Laughing fetish creeps me out because I don't I don't like tickling. You're all, but you're already into like the ego side of performing and getting laughs. So like if you imagined that it was like an audience laughing at your jokes. I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy it. It's just not as sexual for me. Like the sneezing's idea. more sexual. Yeah, sneezing. Like yeah, there's just that, that like build up in the release. Laughing. Well, it's just not. It's just a, it's just not feeling like a fetish to me. Interesting. It's just ha- having someone like lay on top of me while laughing. It's like yeah, that's just a joyful thing that happens between lovers. Hmm. You know, you're just making each other laugh, but it's not like a fetish. I, I don't. Thing. Yeah, it doesn't feel fetishistic to me. Sneezing's like far enough removed that's like yeah, that's if you're doing I could that. See that's being a- like. If someone were into me sneezing, I could see getting it. Being like, oh, okay, that turns you on. Okay, sure. I love sneezing. I guess I'll do it. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. If I ever found that, I have found my soulmate. Sneezing fetishes? Yes. Jesus Christ. Are you oh, kidding me? Oh, of course. Me? Yes. Because of your shits. Yes. Yeah. 
Hey, if you're into, if you're a sneezing fetishist, please write us um, and let us know. And you know, you can. Well, do they have to pay you to watch you sneeze, or where are we at with this? Is that legal? We'll, hmm. we'll talk it out. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll work something out. <laughs> if you want to watch us um, sneeze, she's great at sneezing. Yeah. I've always wanted to like I've never done it of course because it would be disgusting and immoral but you know I have horrible runny nose as well and I will mm-hmm. since I don't want to carry tissues with me at all times and spend mm-hmm. time, I'll blow my nose into my hand uh-huh. and then sling it off my hand yeah. or wipe it into my jean yeah you will mm-hmm. which I've gotten better about but I still do it okay. um but I've always wanted to like do that and then like to use that as lube <laughs> To like fuck someone with. I hear what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> so if there's someone with a sneezing fetish that wants to get <laughs> fucked with my snot, <laughs> uh, we can make that happen because that's just a wild thing where I've like done it before. I'm like, because sometimes it's like thick, right? But sometimes yeah. it's just like a a lot of uh, like just clear like mucus, and so it's yeah. like not much different than spit at that point. Totally. It's probably decent lube. You're absolutely right. It's thick and viscous, right? So yeah, be good for anal. For a little while, a good anal lube, yeah. Well, I mean, what did our ancestors do? They probably Mine, just sneezed. That's why I'm here. My had an evolutionary advantage of the nose lube. Yeah, the nose lube. That's that's why that's why we all exist. Um, little babies didn't get made without nose lube back in the day. Yeah. Have you ever sneezed in someone's face while fucking? No. Oh. <laughs> of course not. I would have turned my head. <laughs> it caught me by surprise. So rude. I was on the bottom and like just I was like ah, and I was like oh. I was like oh shit sorry. And they, were, they just like kind of paused. Your face. Yeah, they paused and they were just like uh, okay. <laughs> Let me just get a just, towel and wipe that off. Oh, so gross. <laughs> Awesome. It wasn't thick. It was just a mist, but it was definitely there. Uh, <laughs> that sucks. Okay, uh, well. Try not to squeeze, sneeze on anybody this week, will you? Yeah, I'll put my, put my best foot forward. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX.